Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Maths Appeal podcast. I'm Bobby Seagull. And I'm Susan Okereke. We are teachers of the wonderful subject of mathematics and we are on a mission to show that maths is for everyone. And this series we are super excited because we are working in partnership with National Numeracy and Experian. In our podcast you'll know that we have a structure, a brilliant structure, where we have a maths problem, obviously go through the solution of it, introduce a fabulous guest and I'd like to say a fabulous maths fact too. I don't know if you're if you're the person to say if it's fabulous, but anyway, it is generally pretty brilliant. And our guest this episode is a national numeracy champion. Uh, his name is Aurelio Ducran, and he is going to share with us his story, his math story, and how he went from not loving maths to loving maths, a journey that we're hoping to encourage more people to take. And what's, I think, really um, fascinating about his journey is his journey with sport and fitness and people who think, oh, I like my sports, I like my gym, but I don't like maths, but actually they're really connected. Yeah. As always, before we kind of get into that, we have to set up our maths problem for this episode. And as you know, we try and make it that we encourage everyone to have a go and we have a little system to help you do that. And as you know from previous episodes, we like to give people a structure, uh, on how to tackle the problem because we understand, in fact, we encourage people to see maths as a, an emotional thing, something the way you really involve your senses in. And the questions we always love you to think about before you start the problem is, firstly, again, the emotional side, like, how are you feeling? And it's fine to ask yourself that. Then about, like, does it actually make sense? And if it doesn't make sense, it's okay. And that's where you can consult and ask people. Uh, but also you want to think about what are the topics involved in this question? And so once you've set the scene and you've kind of right, you're into the problem, you've kind of mentally ready to do it, you then think to yourself, what facts do you know from the problem? What rules or formula are needed for the, to answer the question? What facts can you derive from the problem? So you're thinking around it before you sort of delve in. And then you think, now can I answer the question? Susan, are you ready to rumble? Born ready. Are you ready to tackle the maths problem? <laughs> yeah! Um, I think it's the type of thing, it's good to have that attitude, isn't it? We go in, ready, right? To um, and you need to be prepared to use the pen, paper, also very welcome to use a calculator if you want to, any type of equipment that might help you. Sundial, um, <laughs> Colossus, Enigma, Enigma, machine. World War II machine, whatever you want to use, you can use it. <laughs> We're so open-minded here. Anyway, time for the problem. In keeping with the theme of fitness, Bobby's lunch contains 640 calories of energy. What percentage is this of his target daily intake of 2,000 calories? Let me repeat the question. 
Bobby's lunch contains 640 calories of energy. What percentage is this of his target daily intake of 2,000 calories? Yeah, I'm feeling a bit peckish now. Just listen to the question. Uh, well, it doesn't doesn't say that this was a cheesecake. That's a separate. <laughs> I was going to say. So you've been checking out your 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 food. Wonder what that 640 calories actually <laughs> represents. Anyway, yes. Tell us about the uh, problem. It's actually derived from the National Numeracy Archives. So I think in 2019 they set problems for adults to do, and I was generally I think they struggled. 40 to 50 percent of the population struggle with this type of problem. Wow. Okay. So. While you're thinking about the problem, which we'll tackle shortly, let's meet our special guest, Aurelio. He's a national numeracy champion and he is going to tell us about his story about maths and how he came to love. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Radio, we've heard that you've had an interesting journey with maths over the years. Can you share a bit of the story with us? Yeah, Bobby, nice to meet you, Bobby. I mean, maths for me was always quite a tricky subject at school. And um, if I'm honest, I was always more sport orientated. So I wasn't in the top sets for maths and always felt like not confident. Um, as I skated through life, it wasn't really a major issue, although I did do an apprenticeship and managed to um, secure some qualifications. But the maths was always really a problem and it never really shone itself larger than when I was um, working for Newham Council and um, I was trying to complete a, an ECDL qualification, um, which is the European Computer Driving Licence, as it was called then. And I'd done a, a few of the modules and I was quite successful in doing the modules, but the fourth one was what they call spreadsheets. And that's where it all kind of tumbled down. Um, so I did the practice modules and then I went in to do the um, assessment. And um, the assessment gives you the results immediately. So as soon as I was finished, I was wondering what, what, I, what my score was. And the tutor said, oh, you didn't pass. And I just got really upset with myself. And not only upset, I was a little bit out of my, my, I think I started kicking chairs and throwing pencils, that kind of that kind of childish behaviour that took me back to being a child at school and that was where the frustration was. And um, the tutor, she came over and she said, like, are you all right? And I was like, oh, I can't do this. I was a bit abusive at the time. Oh, I can't do this. I don't know why I even came down here. Who do I think I'm trying to kid? That kind of mentality. And um, she said, um, can I just ask you a question? And I'm like, I calmed down. And I said, yeah, what do you mean? She said, uh, can you drive? And immediately she said those words. It was like, you're not trying hard enough. So when she said, can you drive? I said to her, yeah. Um, she said, how many tests did you have? I said, oh, I had six tests. So um, why wouldn't I actually keep trying until I uh, succeeded in this maths thing? So um, I went away 
um, I've done some more revision. I came back, I think, the following week or maybe two weeks later, and I reset the uh, spreadsheets and I passed. And when I passed, it was such a an achievement. It was like I was so proud of myself. Most of the other things in my life, I mean, I had children already, I bought a house already, I'd done all those things, but this thing was just like, personally, I'd, I'd turned a corner, I'd, I'd, I'd reached a milestone. So um, that was really, really enlightening. And I think a lot of us human beings, we go through the same journey. Some of us crack it when we're young, some of us maybe later on, but I think it's always a challenge for us to address it and try and overcome it. That's such such a beautiful story because like what you've explained there is exactly what we kind of are trying to get through to people, I guess, this idea that you might not think that you're great or good at maths now, but there's still time, you know, you can with a bit of effort get better. Uh, and the feeling like you've just explained of success is just huge, which is just so great to hear. So how did you get involved with National Numeracy? How did you become a National Numeracy champion? Well, um... I'm in the trade union movement and I'm, my employer is at Unison, the trade union for the public services. So um, as a national officer, I was there providing um, learning opportunities, learning materials for our members. And my manager um, kind of um, detailed me as the functional skills um, lead. And with that, I started to work with a lady called Sally Hilton, who works for National Numeracy. And then um, we started to put on workshops for um, members and um, trying to get members involved in the uh, National Numeracy Challenge and um, through that she asked me whether I'd want to be, um, was willing to volunteer to be a champion and I thought um, it was a good opportunity not only to maybe get my story out there because maybe people would relate to me and um, maybe it was also an opportunity to, to see if we can help other people. So um, yeah, I took the opportunity and here we are. Now we're glad that you're a National Numeracy Champion and your story also can give hope to others who are embarking on the same starting point of not feeling confident. So what advice would you give to people who are looking to improve their confidence about numeracy? Well, I don't know if I'm the right person to give advice, Bobby, but I think if somebody realises that they can make improvements within themselves, they should maybe um, talk to someone who can give them some uh, advice, signpost them. Um, and if they're in the trade union, our first point of call would be what we'd call a union learning rep. Um, they're workplace based. They are there to signpost um, members on what kind of learning opportunities they can get involved with, whether it be starting point of just a simple workshop or a webinar, or maybe they want to do some more formal learning, like uh, functional skills qualification, or maybe they want to progress on to some sort of CPD. But in terms of their numeracy, that is where people usually are not necessarily pushing themselves to achieve. So I would say there's the National Numeracy website, um, take the National Numeracy Challenge and see where your numeracy falls. And if it's a situation where, boy, I thought I was better than that, then maybe take some tuition. If you think, no, I'm very confident, I've still got, what, 80 or 90% on that test, then you know you would be able to determine what level you're operating in today's market. So I think in terms of advice, maybe the National Numeracy or in the workplace, um, if you know a, a union learning rep, speak to a union learning rep. Uh, if you're not in either of those two areas, then maybe you could seek some advice from your local college. Yeah. Great advice, great advice. And so you, um, you're really into sport and fitness, we hear. Um, so how has confidence in maths helped you with this? 
Um, well, a, a lot of it was um, hit and miss when I started. It was really a case of just to go and do this and do that. And I wasn't really seeing the progress that I wanted to see. So maybe about two years ago, I think it was just just either just before lockdown or just the period of lockdown, um, I started tracking my meals um, and tracking my macros, which means I was looking at rice and how much calories is 100 grams of rice and then I'd weigh that and then in the end of the day I needed to eat 2,750 calories per day to increase my body weight by a little bit so I then had to look at what carrots, what meat, what steak, how much the weight of that steak or uh, meat content was and then I had to put it in my little calorie counter I didn't do it by pen and paper I had a calorie counter or digital and then I put the information in it and then it would tell me whether I was able to eat that or if I did eat that, how much sugar was in it or how much fat content was in it, whether it was good fat, healthy fats, or whether it was different fats. So the mathematical breakdown, I allowed the calculator to do it, but my bit was to put the information in there so they could tell me what I was doing. And um, I started to come out on point. Um, I managed to put on a load of body weight on, and even at this point now, I've now reduced my body weight so that my uh, muscles are popping, basically. <laughs> Brilliant. So masks can make you look good, is that what you're trying to say? Yes, it definitely can. <laughs> it was great to meet Aurelio and to hear his math story, especially the change, the transformation he had from really hating and having quite an emotional response to doing badly with it, and then working hard, trying the test again, and then feeling fantastic. Like that's such a wonderful message for everyone, really. I think it's really powerful because people can sometimes think that you're either born or not born with the ability to do maths. Mm. And national numeracy in particular believes that actually all of us can learn to feel competent in everyday usage of maths. And Aurelio is a, you know, a true flag bearer for that motto. Yeah, it's great. He's also using it to look good. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, look good. <laughs> look like good. Like look good. <laughs> um, well, a huge thank you to Aurelio. And great to have him on this episode of Maths Appeal Series 3, where we've teamed up with Experian. Whether it's your bills, budgeting, or even baking, maths is part of everyday life for us all. And Experian is on a mission to help the nation improve their financial health. A bit like maths appeal. And we know that good number skills and confidence are a gateway to helping you get there. That's why Experian is a proud supporter of the Maths Appeal podcast and long-running partner of National Numeracy, working together to help you fulfil your potential. And as usual, we fulfil your potential <laughs> by solving maths problems together. Well, let me remind you of the problem for this episode. So Bobby's been counting his calories. He has a lunch that contains 640 calories of energy. What percentage is this of his target daily intake of 2000 calories? Right, Bobby, how are we feeling? So let's go through our checklist. When you heard this question, what kind of emotions came up for you? I quite like this problem because it's a real application that many people think so many people will be out there, you know, whether in a restaurant or you're at school or you're popping to your corner shop and you look, oh, how many calories is this? How much energy? So it's something everyone can really think of themselves in that situation. And so what challenges do you think people might have had with this? I still think the calculation, 
people might be thinking, oh, uh, is it multiply, is it divide, is it add, subtract? So just like people might get themselves in a bit of a muddle about which way to do the operation. Sure. And what math topics are we looking at in this one? So to me, I'm thinking percentages. Yeah. Uh, but interestingly, in my mind, I, I'm now, because of you, Suze, I've become more <laughs> visual learner. I, I used to just be all about the algebra, all about the X, Y and Zs. But I actually now, when I thought of this problem, or saw this, I thought of a pie chart in my head. Oh, right. OK. Yeah. So you're thinking proportion, because it is proportion. It's a, it's a question that because it could be what percentage, it could also be asking what fraction, you know, of, of, of the calories is your lunch. So, yeah. I, I like that. I'm, I'm glad I'm infiltrating <laughs> yeah, your brain. <laughs> and so, so then how do you do it? What kind of, what did you do? I went about actually drawing a circle to represent a pie chart and imagine that's 2000. Okay. Um, so I wanted to draw it visually first. And then I thought, okay, halfway, half of the pie chart would be a thousand and a quarter of that would be 500. So somewhere between 500 and a thousand. So I drew like almost like a, a third of a slice of a, pie chart and that's visually just representing it and immediately actually in, in my mind then I know where the answer is roughly going to be Great. but we're trying to work out an actual calculation a percentage mm -hmm. but this it's the amount of calories that the lunch had 640 divided by the total target 2000 but as it's percentage out of 100 we multiplied that by 100 and it gave me 32 percent cool yeah so I, I kind of did it the same way but then I also sort of thought, tried to think of it in a different way. So I did the same, you know, you take your 640 divided by 2000, you get 0 0.32, which is a decimal, then you multiply it by 100 to get your percentage. Then I was like, okay, wait a minute. The whole idea of percentage means out of 100. So imagine I didn't have a calculator and I was thinking about mm. like, how can I count it down? So I then thought a different way, you could do 640 over 2000 as a fraction, and then you can simplify it to try and make your denominator, your bottom number, mm. 100. Because what you're looking for in a percentage is something over 100. A percentage is just a special fraction with a denominator of 100. So can I cancel down 640 over 2000 to be something over 100? And you can, because if you were to divide 2000 by 20, you then divide 640 by 20 and that gives you 32, which is 32 over 100, which is 32%. Yes, that is spot on. And we still don't know what food I ate for my lunch, though, unfortunately. I wonder what approximately would be for the 40 ca um, calories. <laughs> A couple of slices of cheesecake, that's what it is. I, I think you're being generous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we've done the maths. We've, done, we've shared our way of doing it. Please, as always, we'd really love to hear, see and hear how you've done it. Did you do a different calculation? Did you do a different diagram? We'd love to see if you kind of drew anything. So do share with us your, your solutions on Instagram or Twitter. We are at Maths Appeal. And, uh, oh, what time is it, Bobby? I think, I think <laughs> I'm sensing they might be Maths Fact Time. Maths Fact Time. <laughs> The fact this week is related to a shared passion of Aurelia and mine. So Aurelia is a football fan, is a sports fanatic. Uh, he likes the gym, but his first passion was football. So the classic shape of a football is black pentagon surrounded by white hexagons. And there's a mathematical name for this. It's called a truncated icosahedron. So an icosahedron is just a 20-sided shape with all triangles. 
But if you start slicing the triangles at the edges, it actually turns out being pentagons surrounded by hexagons. And now we're delving back into a bit of history for the fact, because the oldest known picture of this truncated icosahedron is actually in the 1400s by an Italian painter called Piero della Francesco. But this is the cool part. The first 3D drawing of this truncated icosahedron, which is a football shape, is by Leonardo da Vinci. He what? sort of, without realizing, invented the 3D classic football shape. So he what? So Leonardo da Vinci invented the football without realizing, because he is the first person that that drew a 3D version uh, of this shape. Wow, which is what the classic reality. football looks like. Yeah, okay. So someone maybe saw the 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 drawing and thought, "Hey, yes. that's almost a sphere, this, but it's not mad, a sphere." This man's that's got mad world. skills creating oh. the football. Thank you. Without realizing, Mr. Da Vinci for <laughs> lighting up our lives with an amazing shape. Wow, fantastic. Well, Bobby, you never cease to, to <laughs> expand my brain. Thank you very much. And that brings us to the end of episode five um, of Maths Appeal series three, which is in partnership with National Numeracy and Experian. As usual, we love you to share your problem solutions and you can try out plenty more problem solving if you go and listen back to earlier episodes and maybe share it with your friends, whether they're lovers of the subject or people that are a bit more sceptical. And please do contact us at Matt Appeal on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Share with us your solutions, any questions you might have as well. And next episode is episode six, and we'll be focusing on bills and savings, which at this moment in time is a super important subject. And our special guest is National Numeracy Ambassador Timmy Merriman Johnson, and he'll also be giving some advice on how you can sort your personal finances. An episode you'll definitely want to listen to. You've been listening to the Master Peel podcast with me, Bobby Seagull, and Susan Okereke. The music's by Kelly Okereke and our wonderful producer is Jenny Nelson. And we look forward to seeing you very soon because you know what? We love solving problems together. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.